Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Multifamily Investing Made Simple, the podcast that's all about taking the complexity out of real estate investing so that you can take action today. I'm your host, Anthony Vecino of Invictus Capital, joined as always by Dan. I'm fresh out of debtor's prison. Kruger. (laughs) I'm sorry, what prison? Debtor's prison. Do you remember that was a thing back in like the, the day, the old days? Where if you took out debt, if you took out a debt from like your landlord or whoever, and you couldn't repay it, you couldn't go into bankruptcy. Bankruptcy is a fairly new concept, right? Mm. Where we create this veil between the corporate and the individual. And that's a good thing because now you're not on the hook if you go into deep, deep debt. They can't send you to jail. Back in the day, they would send you to jail. They would send you to debtor's prison to work off your debt. That sucks. And One of the great things about real estate investing is that we can use leverage. We can take out debt to buy these valuable assets. I don't know if I would be so inclined to take out this debt if the consequence was I go to prison. Yeah, that's true. That actually rings a bell now. I was reading a book uh, a while back that I believe um, Charles Dobbins recommended to it. It was like the history of banking real estate or something. Super fascinating. Oh, The Color of Law? No, it was the other one. He recommended two. That was one of them. And then the other one was History of uh, Real Estate and Banking. Okay. Um, super interesting. I think that was actually one of the things that kind of came up there in the early pages. I've never checked that one out. But this it's is all apropos. It. If you're listening to this and you're like, where are these guys going, these yahoos? Don't worry, guys. We're in part two of the Capital Stack series, where we're going to be diving into the individual components that comprise the Capital Stack. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I say the words Capital Stack, then you need to go back and listen to last week's under 10 minute episode where we dive into that. Because today we're going to start building on the foundation. And specifically, we're going to talk about debt, the debt portion of the capital stack. Let's, let's, let's dive into that, Dan. Um, who provides the debt? This is kind of a trick question. So who provides the debt? Could be anybody that wants to lend you money. Honestly, yeah, He knew the answer. <laughs> <laughs> could be a bank, could be just a guy with some money. Um, the bag but really, of cash what, what the we're talking about here, if you listen to the other, the the initial episode where we introduced the concept of the capital stack, you know that there could be multiple forms of debt. Uh, but we're going to be focusing right now on what's called the senior debt or the debt that's in the first position um, or effectively the, the person, individual, entity, whatever you want to call it, bank. Uh, this person or entity is going to have... Uh, the most security, they're going to have the first lien on the property, which means if anything goes south, they're getting paid first. They take ownership of the property. Um, and we can get into all the subsequent levels later. But today we're going to be focusing on that senior debt, uh, first lien. Anthony, what else might this position be called? I think those are those are generally like the most common terms. For, for lien, I always like to substitute the word dibs. So first dibs. Mm-hmm. 
Like if yeah. something goes tits up, then they get first dibs on the property. Yeah. Um, second lien is after the first first guy is paid out, then the second guy gets dibs. And so as we go up the capital stack, your dibs are worth less. <laughs> so what we're talking about here is the senior debt, which is generally in real estate, majority of the time going to come from some kind of bank, mm-hmm. community bank, regional bank, you know, F- Freddie, Fannie, like wh- whoever. It's going to come from some kind of organization. And in exchange for the security of knowing if your deal goes south, that they get to come and take your property back. In exchange for that, they're not going to get great returns. They're only they're going to get the, the the lowest returns of anybody on the capital stack. Right now, we're in a historically low in environment, so that's three and a half percent. Let's say if you're going to a hard money lender, which might be another form of somebody taking the debt position, is somebody coming in and lending just the hard money, and this is maybe on a short term fix and flip. If you you go and buy a building and you want to flip it six months later and it doesn't quite qualify for bank or it's too convoluted to get involved with the bank, you might go to a hard money lender and get it done that way. The The thing about the debt though is it could be anybody. It could be your uncle. It could be your sister. If they have the money and they want to lend you it, like you don't need to get the bank involved. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically just who has that first position. And the way I like to describe it is Anthony that used the word divs, which I like because it's much more intuitive for the average person. But another way to think about this is um, there's a certain order of operations uh, as to get who gets paid. And it's almost like you're passing uh, a plate of hors d'oeuvres around a table. And where you're at in the capital stack is, is kind of like where you're sitting around the table. You have to wait until that plate gets passed around to you. And if there's nothing left on that plate by the time it gets to you, then you don't get anything. But being in that senior uh, lender position, that first position in the capital stack as, as the senior debt, that means that plate of uh, hors d'oeuvres, or in this case, money, uh, goes to them first. They take what is owed to them, and then it gets passed to who's next. And as you go down that line, uh, there's a chance that there might not be anything left, any capital left for you. Uh, so that's how the risk profile increases uh, for these various levels. Uh, but basically, the senior debt gets that plate of food slash money or whatever you want to use in the analogy first. Uh, That's so it a is the really lowest good risk. analogy. I, I love that analogy. I've never heard that before, but it's great. I just made it's it like, up. I was picturing that oh, scene perfect. from Office Space where they're like passing the cakes around and Milton yeah. just gets screwed. <laughs> he gets nothing. And it's a perfect example because that plate is, you know, sometimes it's overflowing. And it's it, mm-hmm. it's up to the, the ceiling. There's so much food on it. But the bank only ever gets to take their one handful or like their, their three pieces. That's all they ever get to take. They don't get yeah. to take more no matter how much is on that plate. The reason that is Probably. because they don't have ownership in the property. Exactly. They have a lien where they can take it if you don't fulfill your promise to pay X percent of interest or your whatever your amortization schedule is. But they have no ownership. You own the property hundred percent. Even if the bank gives you 75% of the money you need and you only put in 25% for your down payment, like you're buying a house, like the bank does not own your house. They could, if you renege on your, your agreement, uh, but you own hundred percent of the thing. They don't have any ownership. So they just get a coupon payment for whatever it is you agreed to pay them. And you maintain hundred percent ownership of that thing, which is powerful. a coupon. Now, if you're the type of investor who's like super risk averse, maybe you're late in life and you're getting close to retirement, or maybe you're young in life and you just don't want to lose any money. And so you're looking out for super safe, passive investments, a debt investment or like a note is another way it's it's phrased in the business uh, can be a really good opportunity where you just get to clip that 
solid, say 5% coupon, like that's maybe, maybe a little bit less, maybe four or three percent where you lend the money and you're guaranteed to get that every single month. If that's you, like that could be a really good investment opportunity. You're not going to find that too much in apartment syndications, but you might find that more, you're, you're pretty much becoming like a hard money lender in, in a couple of different ways. So mm-hmm. that's, that's a really great option if you're really risk averse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, uh, it's a fairly straightforward concept. And really, I think the only thing that's confusing for people about the cap stack and this, this first position debt is just the, the lingo that's used. But if people just think about this effectively as the mortgage they get on their house, mm-hmm. um, that's exactly what it is. So the senior debt, uh, real estate syndication or, or, or anything that has a capital stack with a senior deposition, it's the same thing as the bank that gives you the majority of the money that you need to buy your house. They don't own the thing. Uh, you are required to pay them X amount of dollars. And if you don't, you lose the thing. Um, so it's a powerful tool, but it is a double-edged sword. So use it mm-hmm. wisely. Yep. So that is the senior debt. Not much more that you really need to know as a passive investor on that front. Next it's week, we're going to start, we're going to get into a little bit more complicated nuance, which mm-hmm. is junior debt or mezzanine debt or subordinate debt, as it's called. There's a lot of different ways of looking at it. This can come in a lot of different forms. It's a little bit trickier. So make sure that you tune in next week for that episode. Now, before you go, because you've listened to us this long, I'm going to assume you kind of like us a little bit. So if you could do us a favor, go and pick up a copy of Passive Investing Made Simple. I believe this episode will be going live on oh August 6th. I just looked on the counter. Okay, so this is a little bit premature. Sit on your hands. The book's coming out next week. Are you ready? Put it on your calendar, August 11th. It launches. Go get a copy the day it launches and leave a review. Dan's showing it on the screen right now so you can see how awesome it is. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears went into this book, but don't worry. Your version is going to be clean. There's no blood, no sweat, no tears on it. It's going to be a pristine copy of Passive Investing Made Simple. And that's going to do it for us, guys. We're going to see you next week as we dive into mezzanine debt. I'm excited. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.